You are listening to CMM, Children Matter Most on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. All's fair in love and war. I love being a pediatrician, but I feel like I am in a war for my survival and the survival of primary care, and no one wants to level the playing field. The newest offensive, like a Starbucks on every corner and a chiropractor in every mall in Florida, is the retail-based clinic. Join me and my guest, Dr. Jay Berkelhammer, at the Clinician's Roundtable as we discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of RBCs. Dr. Berkelhammer is the president of the American Academy of Pediatrics. He is Senior Vice President for Medical Affairs at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta and Clinical Professor of Pediatrics at Emory University School of Medicine. Hello, Dr. Berkelhammer, and thank you for taking the time to join us at the Clinician's Roundtable. My pleasure. I want to start off on a positive note. What is the good about retail-based clinics? Well, I've got to think about that one. I would expect that you would say it's convenience, extended hours, that it is readily available to people at a moment's notice. And I assume this is having a significant practice effect on pediatricians and primary care doctors. What have you seen so far? So far, I have not seen significant effects on pediatricians' practices, primarily because the patients, I believe, recognize how important it is for their child to come to the doctor's office to receive their care in that kind of setting, a physician's office setting. However, there is great concern about what the potential for these clinics might be in terms of being disruptive to the healthcare system as they grow and they take hold. There are many of these that are now opening So I think they have the potential of doing great harm. But I think right now it's more in the world of concern about what they may do rather than what they've already done. I fully endorse and try to explain and make clear to my patients the importance of a medical home. Could you tell our audience a little bit about what the medical home means to you and why we must preserve it? Well, you know, the medical home is something that I think of as providing care that's accessible. It's family-centered, the care is comprehensive, it really looks at all aspects of the needs of the child, it's something that's continuous over a period of time, care is coordinated, there is somebody who is looking after all the aspects of the child's care, it's compassionate, it's culturally effective, it's really something that brings it together. You know, who is it that's really trying to help you navigate the health care your child needs? And it's going to be the medical home, and it's going to be your child's pediatrician. What should the response of a pediatrician be to a parent who calls them up at night and says, I was in the Walgreens this afternoon, and my child had strep throat, and now he has 103 and vomiting? I would want to know just what did they do, and did they prescribe any medication, and how did they make that diagnosis? Certainly, I'd want to try and be as helpful to the family as I could, if necessary, if the child was not improving the next morning. I certainly would want to see that child in my office. And if the symptoms as the parent described them uh, were sufficiently concerning, I would recommend they go over to the hospital emergency room and I would work with the emergency room to make sure he got seen in the middle of the night. Does the parent or patients in terms of older children change when they utilize an in-store clinic? Are they accepting more responsibility? The parents are accepting more responsibility, but they may not realize that they're accepting more responsibility. You know, caring for the child is certainly the primary
primary obligation of the parent, but the pediatrician can be your partner in that as well. And when you go to a retail-based clinic, it's uncertain about the qualifications, the level of supervision, the knowledge base of the person that may be seeing you. These are provider extenders. There may be a physician who is providing some level of oversight distant from the retail-based clinic, and who knows what the qualifications are of that physician and how many different clinics that person's supervising and just how involved they are in the guidelines and the way things go about being done in those retail-based clinics. I'd like to talk about that a little bit more. The number of these clinics is exploding geometrically. Are there enough qualified advanced practice nurses to cover all these clinics? I've heard numbers up to 5,000 within the next couple of years. Well, certainly not in the world of pediatrics, that advanced practice nurses who care for children have to be particularly trained and experienced in dealing with children, and they really should be working hand-in-glove with a physician as part of a team who are caring for the child. So uh, I really question whether there will be adequate numbers. As I understand peer review, a physician must be peer-reviewed by a same-specialty physician. I know it bothers me, and I was wondering your reaction to the fact that the supervising physician, it seems like, could come from any specialty. I think you're right on target, you know, and it's an enigma to me as to how this thing is going to really work and sustain itself. I can't believe that the public will be duped by these retail-based clinics and see that as a preferable thing to do. I think they're trading on the convenience factor here in these places where the retail clinics are located, but I think the general public will figure this out. You know, I walked into uh, the grocery store yesterday afternoon on the way home from work and positioned within several feet of the main entrance of the grocery store was one of these retail-based clinics, and there were a couple of kids sitting on chairs waiting to be seen, coughing and sputtering. And I just wonder whether people are going to say, you know, I don't think I want to go into that grocery store. A couple of kids sitting there waiting to be seen by somebody in this little booth that they called a retail-based clinic. The thing was about 100 feet total square feet, you know, and with some glass walls around it, no privacy, and sick kids sitting right there at the entrance. So, you know, I, I, I just wonder whether at some point... The public is going to say, I don't think I want to go there. I agree completely. You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I am Dr. Bill Rutenberg, and my guest today is Dr. Jay Berkelhammer, president of the American Academy of Pediatrics, and we are discussing retail-based clinics, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I truly had the same reaction. I'm just thinking, here are all these kids walking around the store. Well, they'll probably purchase candy bars. And in fact, I understand the data shows that 50% of the people in a retail-based clinic make another purchase in the store, and 90% fill their prescription in the store. That just seems to be not a good system. Well, and we've got one of the retail-based clinics here in my hometown where they're actually starting to do sports physicals for the kids, and they're giving away $10 coupons so that the family can buy something else while they're in the store. And so, you know, it's just further fragmentation. It's subjecting health care to a level of marketeering, which just makes me shudder. How long do you think it's going to be before the retail-based clinic asks patients to transfer their medical records and they become the new medical home? 
I quite frankly don't see that going that far. I, I think that what we will see is that the physicians will recognize the competitive threat on the convenience side, and you'll see physicians keeping their offices open longer. You will see physicians working to locate their offices in more convenient locations. So I think you will see that there will be some things that come out of this whole thing, but I think at the end of the day, people want their child to see a doctor and they want their child to be seen in a place where they have a medical home and the care is safe and it's at the highest standard. And so I quite frankly feel that there's going to be uh, some success business-wise in the department stores and the grocery stores and the various pharmacies that open these things, but I don't think they're going to be nearly as successful as they think they are. These clinics tout evidence-based medicine. Of course, that's a hot topic right now. I was intrigued by a statement by Dr. Jerome Groupman in his new book, How Doctors Think. And he says, quote, algorithms discourage physicians from thinking independently and creatively. Instead of expanding the doctor's thinking, they constrain it. Are you concerned at all about the use of algorithm medicine in these clinics? Actually, I think guidelines and algorithms can work well to standardize care and to improve the overall quality of care. And I believe most doctors would agree with me on that. I would say that clinical guidelines are places to start. What you want is a provider who knows how to individualize those guidelines and how to make individualized decisions in the best interest of the patient they're seeing. And those guidelines may be the first word, but they're never the last word. Supervision, to me, is critical. There are a number of states that are allowing nurse practitioners to practice independently of physicians and allowing nurse practitioners to prescribe medication without physician supervision or collaboration. What is the Academy's position on these two problems or these two areas? The Academy's position has always been that nurses and doctors should work in collaboration as part of a medical care team. I think that the extended care that a nurse can deliver can work best when it's done under the supervision of a physician. I would like to thank Dr. Jay Berkelhammer, who has been my guest, and we have been discussing the good, the bad, and the ugly of retail-based clinics. I am Dr. Bill Rutenberg. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.